Come on and lift your hands and begin to worship God right there. Come on, right in the comforts of your own home, begin to worship him. Come on, just open your mouth and just begin to worship him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't give up on God. And he won't give up on you. Don't give up on God. And he won't give up on you. Come on, lift your hands. Lift your hands. We give you glory. We give you glory this morning. We give you glory this morning. God, there is none like you. Come on, can I get you to lift your hands right there in your home, right there. If you're sitting on your couch, come on, right there laying on your bed. Come on, just begin to worship him. Come on, lift your hands and just begin to worship him. Come on, collectively, let's do this together. Come on, let's begin to worship God. Come on, open your mouth and just begin to worship him. Hallelujah. We give you glory, Jesus. We give you glory, Jesus. Lord, we magnify you. Lord, we magnify you. We give you glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. God, we know you're able, Jesus, to do the impossible in our life. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor. God, you are so good. You are so awesome. You are so mighty. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for all that you have done for us. Will you pray with me, Lord? We thank you for your power and for your anointing. And we thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to come uh, on this Sunday morning to celebrate you and to worship you. And God, though we cannot congregate together physically, God, we are digitally doing this and we are doing it not only just digitally, but we're doing it, God, in spirit and in truth. And God, today I ask that you go in every home and that you touch uh, every person that is streaming with us on this morning. And I speak strength and power over them. I speak, God, that they will not be depressed. I speak that they will not be discouraged. And God, we declare that this word will be transformation over their life. We declare, God, that this word will be elevation for them in their life. And God, we just give them praise. We give you praise and we give you glory and we give you honor because God, there is none like you. And God, we praise you on this morning because God, you have never left us and you have never forsaken us. And God, today we lift up our country. We lift up our first responders. We lift up every person that is affected by this virus. And God, we plead your blood over our country. We plead your blood over our nation. And we speak that your power and that your anointing, God, will rest upon every person that is streaming with us on this morning and we speak God that your power and that your anointing will subdue them and their lives will never be the change will never be the same and God as we begin to close this prayer God we lift up our seniors to you that you cover them that you keep them in this time and God we thank you for all that you've done 
and all that you continue to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, I'm so excited uh, on this morning to uh, share a word with you that has been very pressing um, on my heart. Uh, many people are trying to find out who's in control, uh, who, uh, who, who's doing what. Uh, but today we're going to talk about how God is in control. So this morning we're going to talk about that God is in control. I want you to say that with me. And I want you to write it on the screen. God is in control. We're going to read the scripture in a minute, but I want you to just catch that everything that we're going through and everything that we're dealing with right now, God is in control. Come on, just put it in all caps. God is in control. I know it seems a little crazy uh, for some of us, and it seems a little out of order for some of us right now, but I must share with you that God is in control control. So let's go to the word uh, on this morning. The word declares in Job 2 uh, in verse 9 and the 10th verse, uh, we're going to read Job 2 and 9 through 10. Uh, the word declares, then said his wife unto him, dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. But he said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaketh. What shall we receive good at the hand of God? And shall we not receive evil? It, in all this did not Job sin with his lips. I'm going to read that verse one more time. In all this did not Job sin with his lips. So let's talk about this scripture because uh, for those of you that are part of the Living Faith family and for those of you that are new, uh, that are joining us on this morning, uh, I must share with you that I am a lover of the word and I love uh, when I have the opportunity uh, to tell stories about uh, how uh, the word came about and how to bring the word to life. And so let's let's rewind just a little bit and let's talk about uh, the, the inception of this story. Uh, I just gave you just a, a, a a, a, a portion of the story, but let's talk about the inception of the story. Before uh, Job was ever sick, before Job ever lost all of his children, before Job lost all of his money, before uh, Job ever lost uh, all of his cattle and all of his status, the Bible says that he was the richest man in the land of Uz. He was the richest man in that country. Now I need you to catch what I'm saying. He was the richest man in that country. Now, 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 now the understanding of him being the richest man in the country, which means he was respected. People understood people, people respected what he did. He was a businessman, but the Bible says that his businesses begin to dry up and things begin to fall apart. He began to lose his children. Now let's rewind just a little bit more. If you rewind in scripture, just a little bit more. The Bible says that Satan was going to and fro throughout the world to see who or to see uh, who he could uh, uh, tempt, to see he who he could devour, to see who he could get to deny, listen to this, to see who he could get to deny the name of God, the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he's going to and fro and he's pretty much won everybody over. And so the enemy says, I want a challenge. 
challenge. I gotta have a challenge because all of everybody else I've been going to, they've been giving in and they've been stopping and they've been quitting. Bible says that he goes to God. And when he goes to God, the Bible says that God recommends Job. I need you to catch this. God recommends Job. Now I need you to write this down. Now, now, now maybe what you're going through has been recommended by God. Ah, that's a powerful scripture today. Listen, listen, some of us, we are blaming things on the devil when maybe really what we're going through is a recommendation from God. Can I submit something to you? What you're going through right now may not be the devil, but maybe it is a recommendation from the Father. Woo, good God Almighty. Bible says that God recommended Good God Almighty. He recommended Job for this adversity. And let me tell you something. I believe that what the United States is going through right now is a recommendation from the Father. It is a recommendation from him. The Bible says that God recommends he recommends Job, which means he puts him out there and he says, have you considered my servant Job? Now, 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 now the question has to be for you to this, this morning is that when you're going through whatever you're going through, can God consider you when he needs to prove his point? Can God consider you when he needs to show the world who he is in their life? Can you be considered can you be recommended now I don't know about most of y'all but I wouldn't want God to recommend me for anything but some of us we ain't even qualified to be recommended now 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 I need you to listen to me now now Bible says that God recommends Job and when he recommends Job the Bible says that God says have you considered my servant Job and then God says to him you can take everything he has but you can't take his life mm. Because the recommendation is to give you something greater than what you've had and to give you something more than where you were before. But this storm is not going to kill you. I want you to write that on the screen. The storm will not kill me. This storm is not going to take you out, but this storm is about to build something in you that has never been built before. Come on, I'm going to take a pause right there because I really need you to catch that this storm is not going to destroy you. This storm is not going to take you out, but this storm is about to make you into something that man said that you could not be. This storm is about to give you something that has never been given before. Come on, come on. This storm, this storm, this storm, this storm, this current storm that we are going through right now is not going to take us out, but we are going to stand like never before. So listen, the Bible says that God recommends Job, and after Job has been recommended, the Bible says that the enemy goes to work. He starts taking all of his children, and not only do we take all of his children, the Bible says that he destroys his cattle which means he begins to mess with his money. He begins to mess with what everything that he knows. And so every day, Job begins to get news. 
This has fell apart. This, this, this has fell apart. This isn't working. This isn't coming about. And let me tell you, don't you know most of us, we're sitting at home, and every day we just keep getting bad news. More and more people are dying from the coronavirus. More and more people are in the hospital on respirators. More and more people, are, are, are all of these things that are happening in our world, and every day we're getting bad news, and every day it seems as though that it is getting worse and worse, not knowing that all things work together for the good of those that love God. Now I need you to catch this. Bible says in this process, Job lose, lost everything. I need you to catch it. I need you to catch it. In this process, Job loses everything. Job loses everything. And even after losing everything, the Bible says that he still maintains his relationship with God. Mm, 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 mm. Question, can you maintain your relationship even though everything has been lost? That's a good word. That's a good word right there. Can you maintain your relationship now you just lost your job? Now you're on the, in the process of about to being able to lose your house. Can you maintain your relationship with God? Bible says even though he lost his kids, his money, his fame, his success, the Bible says he still in all of that still did not sin and still did not turn his back on God. Okay, story keeps going, and the Bible says that his wife rolls up in the room, and at this point, Job is sick. I mean, dude is sick. Dude is, 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 is looking as though that he's going to die. It looks as though that this is the end, that this is over, and nothing else is going to work for him. But the Bible says his wife sits down at the table, and she says, listen, honey, she says, I think that you ought to curse God and die. I think you ought to just go ahead and give up. I think you ought to go ahead and quit because, listen, you're dying. Can't you see that you're dying? But don't what people don't understand is, is that they didn't hear what you heard. Ah, they didn't hear what you heard. They didn't hear what God spoke to you. But what God spoke to you and what God said to you, they did not hear it. Now, I need you to keep catching me with this. Bible says that he looks at her and he says, woman, you are talking crazy. Now is not the time to give up. Come on here, somebody. I know that this virus has seemingly uh, taken over our world, but now is not the time to give up. I want you to write that on the screen right where you are. Come on, we're going to put it in the air that I will not give up. I will not give give up. Now is not the time to give up, but now is the time to say, I'm going to wait patiently on God, and I'm going to trust God in this season. I need somebody to catch that on today, and I'm going to give you a few points, and we're going to get out of here that now is not the time to give up. Come on, say it with me. Now is not the time to give. I'm about to get happy. Now is not the time to say, I quit. Now is not the time to say I stop but now is the time to say God I trust you like never before 
Come on, say that with me. God, I trust you like never before. Now is not the time to throw in the towel. Now is not the time to quit, but now is the time to push like you have never pushed before. Job looks at his wife. He says, woman, you are talking crazy because now is not the time to give up, but now is the time to keep pushing, keep fighting, keep standing, and trust God like we have never Never trusted God before. Now I want you to write this down because this is going to be vital to us moving to the next level and understanding how God is in control. Now, 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 I, 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 I need you to understand that in life we make plans. We make plans, but sometimes our plans are not the way God want them. God wants them to work. Word says that His ways are not like our ways. His thoughts are not like our thoughts. Now I want you to write this down. When you have made plans, but they still don't work, it's probably God doing something on the back end or working on something on the back end to show you that he's about to take you from one place to the next. Now I need you to understand that God is getting ready to take you from one level to the next. Now now, now some of us, we've made plans for the year and now all of our plans have been canceled. If your plans have gotten canceled and all of the stuff that has been going on in our society, the question is, God, what are you wanting from us? What are you trying to get out of us? What are you trying to pull out of us? What are you trying to pull through us? Because, God, I've done everything. I've wrote the plan. I did what you said do. But God is saying, my ways are not like your ways. My thoughts are not like your thoughts. So let me show you what I'm about to do. None of this matters made sense to the human eye that, that this man had to lose everything just to get double for what he had lost because, because some of us we want change and we want transformation but we don't want to lose Ah, y'all don't hear me I'm walking heavy on this morning you gotta be willing to lose if you want to gain come on come on come on come on you gotta be willing to lose if you want to gain which means I gotta I gotta ask myself what am I going to let go of before I gain this first see some of us we want to gain 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 but don't you know that there's a season where you got to lose Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says there is a time Time and a season for everything and you have to lose in order to what? Gain. Come on, let me say it one more time. You have to lose in order to what? Gain. And so now it looks as though that Job has lost everything. His wife has said to him, I want you to give up. I want you to quit. Why don't you go ahead and curse your God and die? Listen, she, she said the ultimate no-no. She said, curse God. Wait a minute. Curse God and die? No. Job says, I'm not going to curse God and die. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to stand and I'm going to wait. And the Bible says, even in all of this, Job still did not sin. And I need you to catch this. In the, 19th ver in the 10th verse, it says, Job did not sin with his lips. Can I submit something to you? Now, now, especially for my baptized believers and my folks that say they got the Holy Ghost, what comes off your lips in the next season? What 
comes off your lips in the next season is going to determine what's going to happen in the future. The Bible says that Job wouldn't even allow his lips to sin. Wouldn't even let 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 that I'm sick part his lips. Wouldn't even let let that I've lost part his lips. Wouldn't even let that I'm losing part his lips. Listen, let them te- speak negative about everything that's going on in our society. But but the baptized believer, we must speak life and we must speak hope because our lips, what comes out of our mouth, what's on your tongue is going to determine what's going to happen next. And in this in this pandemic, it is vital that we speak life that we speak life like we have never spoken life before and that we speak and we say we are not giving up but we are moving forward because what comes off your lips next is going to determine what's going to take place Bible says Bible says we are almost finished but I need you to catch this this lip thing this lip because see some of us we're giving lip service and we're talking about but but Bible says that he didn't even sin not even with his lips he couldn't even allow it to fall off of his lips the Bible says that he retained his integrity he retained who he was. He maintained what he, was, what he was doing, and he did not stop. Now, I need you to write this down. I need you to write this down. I need you to write this down. You must lose to understand the essence of winning. Uh, you must lose to understand the essence of winning. See, when you lose, you have to ask yourself, why did I lose? And you have to ask yourself, now what can I do next time to keep from losing what I lost the other time? So that when you lose, you must understand the essence of winning. See, see, I, I got five sons, and, and in having five sons, one of the challenges in having five sons uh, is that they play sports. I don't like uh, when they're on sports teams when they don't keep score uh, and when they don't allow them to lose because that's not real life. Because in life, you are going to lose. In life, you can't win every game. And so I like when they get on a team that allows them to lose and that allows them to feel the pain of losing, the pain of loss. Because, listen, you never understand what real victory is until you've lost first. Mm. Uh, uh, you never understand what real victory is until you've lost something first, until you've understood what it's like for to have that thing in your hand, but for it to slip out of your hand. Because listen, sometimes you have to understand the essence of losing in order to gain. Come on, write it down. You must lose to understand the essence of winning. You must lose to understand the essence of winning. Everybody wants to win and nobody wants to lose but there is a season where we must lose in order to win come on come on there's a season where we must lose in order to win Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 there's a time and a season for everything under the sun there's a time to lose there's a time to gain there's a time to live there's a time to die there's a time to plant and there's a time to pluck up that which needs to be planted now listen to this now 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 most of us we like it when it's that time to gain but we don't like when it's that time to lose. See, I must submit to you that it is how you respond in your loss 
Come on. It is how you respond when you are losing that's going to determine what you're going to gain when that season turns around for you. Because most of us, we don't want to lose. We want to stay in the place that we're in. We want everything to work well for us. We want everything to be great. But again, write it down. You must lose to understand the essence of winning. Point number three. You have to trust what doesn't exist. Bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of what doesn't exist. Come on, write it down. You have to trust what doesn't exist. You have to trust what doesn't exist. It does not exist. It's not there. I can't see it. I can't tangibly put my hands on it. So, so, so I got to be able to trust God even though I cannot see it. Bible says that even though Job looked like he was going to die, he had to be able to trust that God was going to hold him up and that God was going to keep him through this. Now, 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 this next point is about to blow you away. This next point is our closing point. This next point is that transformational point. Your family won't see this one. Listen, your family won't see this one. See, some of you are looking to your family to say, wait a minute, you, you, I need you to see my vision. I need you to see my purpose. I need you to see me starting this business. I need you to see me being an entrepreneur. Your family won't see this one. Bible says that Job's wife didn't see this. She couldn't understand this. Why are you still saying God is a good God? Yes, he is. Why are you still saying God can do the impossible? God can do the unthinkable. God can do the unimaginable. And you're dying. You're on your deathbed. But you're saying that God can do this. Your family won't see this. Come on. That's your last point. Your family won't see this. Your family won't understand this because you know what God promised you. You know what God has spoken to you and what God has spoken to you is yes and amen. I know it looked like you about to die, but what God has promised you, come on, you want to lift your hands and say this with me, that I'm standing on his promise. Come on. Say it with me. I'm standing on his promise. And when you stand on his promise, there is nothing that the enemy can do to you. Bible says Job has nothing left. All he has is a promise. And some of you have nothing left. And all you have is a promise. But can I help some of you understand this? God is in control. I know you want to give up. I know you want to quit. I know times just got hard real quick. But let me tell you something. God is still in control. And if God did it then, he's going to do it now. If God delivered us then, he's going to deliver us now. Because God is still in control. Come on, say that with me as we transition in this stream today. God is still in control in control. You will not lose. You will not die in this. This storm will not take you out because God is still in control. Now I need you to do me a favor. I need you to all stand. No matter where you at, come on, just stand with me. Come on, just stand up with me. Come on, will you stand up with me right in your living room, right in your bedroom, right in your bathroom. Come on, pull your car.
car over on the side of the road and I want you to just stand and just begin to lift your hands to God and say God you are in control inequivocally even though we don't understand it God you are in control and God we give you complete control of everything that is going on in our life and God we declare that you are in control come on open your mouth Come on, open your mouth and just begin to talk to God and say, God, you are in control. 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 God, we trust you in this. God, even though we don't see this and even though we don't understand this, God, you are in control. If God brought Job through, imagine what he can do for you. The Bible says, things begin to turn around for Job. And can I help you understand that things have to turn around. Things must turn around. Why? Because God is in control. And as you're standing, I want you to begin to put your prayer request on whatever format, on whatever format you're streaming us on. I want you to put your prayer request on there because we have ministers and elders that are waiting to pray with you. If you're discouraged, if you feel like you're about to give up, if you feel like you're about to quit, come on, I want you to put your prayer request right there. We're going to intercede with you and we're going to pray with you because now is not the time to give up. Now is not the time to quit. But now is the time to stand and understand and know that God is in control. Come on, say it with me. Come on, say it with me. God is in control. You're not going to lose your mind in this. You're not going to give up in this. God is in control. God has you. Come on, God has you, sister. God has you, brother. Come on, let him strengthen you in this moment. Let him strengthen you in this time. Come on, can we pray? Come on, can we pray? As you're standing, lift your hands. Not as a sign of surrender. But lift your hand as a sign that we are victorious. God, we thank you today that just as you brought Job out of this, just as you brought Job through this, his family did not understand. His friends did not understand. But God, today we trust you. God, we trust you like we have never trusted you before. God, we depend on you as we've never depended on you before. And God, today we declare that you are in control. And God, we give you glory. And God, we give you praise. Because God, we understand that on this morning, you are in control. And God, we thank you that you are the greatest power. We thank you, God, that you're anointed your power and God that you have never failed us and Lord we thank you today and we give you glory today in Jesus name Amen God bless you